We have Jones Angel joining us on the phone lines. He is the play-by-play voice of Carolina football and basketball, and it is a beautiful time of the year when we get both. Jones, how's it going, man? Oh, Rob, doing all right. It's certainly been a busy week for sure. Had football, of course, down at Clemson last Saturday and uh, had Coach Brown on Monday with the radio show and then uh, basketball, oh gosh, Wednesday, basketball yesterday, basketball coming up today. Uh, we'll be on the air at 12 o'clock for that 1 o'clock game against Arkansas down in the Bahamas and uh, then football Saturday night. So, yes, a busy stretch, but a fun stretch and a lot more fun when you win, which uh, I'd like to see a few more of. Uh, from the Tar Heels uh, here coming up today and tomorrow. Yeah, I think Carolina fans can agree with you on that. Let's first start with the men's basketball team uh, yesterday. Tough one for them, uh, losing in overtime to Villanova down the Bahamas. Yeah, Rob, and I mean, that uh, frustrating is the best word I can use. I I thought Carolina played uh, relatively well in that game against a difficult opponent um, and did some good things. But, I mean, gracious, Villanova shot 36 free throws and made 32 of them. And Carolina had three guys foul out, and they, and the Tar Heels were called for 14 of the last 19 fouls that were called in the game. And Armando Baker didn't shoot a free throw the whole game. So um, when when things are going like that foul wise, um, that's difficult when you're playing a good team in a tight game and in a game that went back and forth. And um, I believe there, I think it was 18 ties and 23 lead changes or something crazy like that in this game. So it was extraordinarily competitive and back and forth and. Um, little things mattered, and and two things hurt Carolina in particular. One is Carolina went through an offensive drought over uh, about a a two-and-a-half-minute span there in the final minutes that allowed Villanova um, to grab the lead late in regulation. Fortunately, Carolina was able to tie it up and send it to overtime. Um, But all those fouls, Rob, just killed the Tar Heels, uh, both in the fact that Villanova was able to convert at the line the way that they did. I mean, credit to them, 32 of 36 is, is obviously an extraordinary percentage at the line. And it just allowed, it, it forced Carolina uh, to go a little deeper into its personnel. Not that the Tar Heels don't feel like they have guys to do that. But they were missing some key cogs, most, notice, uh, most notably Harrison Ingram by the end of the game. You know, and Ingram fouled out, couldn't play the last round four minutes of regulation or overtime. And that was a guy who had 20 points at the time, including four or five from three-point range. And so... Um, that that was the difference and, and disappointing. And, and what it really does now is it puts you in the challenging position for today because you're playing another really good team in Arkansas. Um, and this feels like a game that it's, nothing's must win in, in basketball in November. But it feels like an important game to try and leave the Bahamas with some positive feelings and some momentum. Yeah, especially when you look at what's coming up for Carolina's yeah. schedule. Once you return from the Bahamas – uh, you got Tennessee, Florida State, UConn, the defending champs. You got Kentucky. Uh, it's a tough stretch for the Tar Heels coming up. Yeah, and then Oklahoma after that Kentucky game. So it is an incredibly difficult stretch. And this is the stretch last year, Rob, that that really hurt the Tar Heels. I think when it came to NCAA tournament time, and and part of the reason they didn't get in the tournament a year ago, which is such a rare thing to say about Carolina anyway, right? Was because it didn't, it wasn't able to pick up some of those wins in this time period where you have an opportunity to get quality out of conference wins, and and it's really tough, and it's every single game, um, but you've got to figure out a way to win some of these, and I think that's been, you know, the the one thing about Carolina in the last, I'll say, three years or so since the since the twenty twenty season moving forward. So the last two years of Coach Williams, and now here the first two years of Hubert Davis, 
Yeah, Carolina's been in a lot of these games, but it just doesn't feel like the Tar Heels have won a lot of these games. And, and you know, outside of that tournament run um, at the end of the 22 season, which was an incredible run, and Carolina was playing incredible basketball, um, they, they just haven't found a way to win many of these big non-conference games. And so uh, the Tar Heels have to find a way to do it. Um, it will help this year. It will help the momentum of the program. They just have to find a way to win, not just be good. And, and you know, there was nothing about the game yesterday, Rob, that makes you think Carolina is any better or any worse than you thought the day before or right. anything like that. But yeah. you just got to find a way to win some of these games. Yeah, especially a close one overtime against a, a, another big program like Villanova. Uh, so you got Arkansas, who's ranked 20th in the nation. A lot of people thought that, that this could have been the, the championship matchup of the battle for Atlantis. Uh, but again, uh, Arkansas and Carolina coming up on uh, today at 1 o'clock. And again, you'll be able to listen to that right here on WPTF. All right, Jones, switching from the court to the gridiron. Uh, big one tomorrow night at Carter-Finley Stadium here in Raleigh. Uh, you got Carolina and NC State for the regular season finale. Uh, what does Carolina need to do to get a win over the Wolfpack? Yeah, it feels like a very similar formula to what we've seen from Carolina these last couple weeks against Duke and against Clemson. And, and not to say that State and Clemson and Duke are exactly the same, but I do think their strengths are the same. And that is um, all three of their defenses are very, very good. Um, Carolina was able to move the ball effectively against Duke uh, two weeks ago. Carolina still moved the ball okay uh, against Clemson. They ran the ball uh, decently well in that game, but I thought Clemson's secondary was the strongest part of that game. And, and you know, you saw Drake May um, struggle to find open receivers. You saw him complete less than 50% of his passes for the first time in his college career. And so um, Carolina's got to be able to crack the code on another difficult defense. Um, running the football will, of course, help. Um, the Tar Heels have to also protect Drake May. I thought it was a mixed bag last week in, in that regard to me, Rob. I thought there were some times where Carolina didn't protect very well, and then I thought there were times where May had time and, and just couldn't find anybody open. So um, you've got to protect and you've got to run the football. And then State's offense is interesting. You know, it has not been a great year for them offensively in total. I think they're playing better offensively here as of late, and, and they really wrote their, their offense kind of rotates around two guys, and that's Brendan Armstrong, the quarterback, um, who has been in the ACC for 100 years. You know, he was a starter <laughs> at Virginia uh, for a couple years before that, and, and he's had success against Carolina. You know, he threw for more than 500 yards against Carolina two years ago in Keenan Stadium. That's the most ever for an individual mm. against the Tar Heels in their history. Um, he is a very good and tough runner, and so they, they will put him in the run game throughout the entire contest. And then also Casey Concepcion, the, the really talented, he's listed as a wide receiver and he has more than 50 catches on the year, but they've been putting him in the backfield now because they've had some attrition at the running back position. So they've put him in the backfield and handed him the ball. They, they realize, hey, this is our best guy. Just get him the ball and however it works. And so uh, the, you've got to find a way to limit. The, the, they're going to get theirs, those two guys, because they're good you've got to figure out a way to limit their effectiveness as best you can. Jones, how would you describe the coaching matchup between a couple of great guys like Mac Brown and, and Dave Dorn? You know, I do think that there is uh, respect out there uh, between these two coaches. You know, Mac Brown, for the most part, 
has been in the game for so long um, that he, and, and I don't know every single personal relationship with Coach Brown to every other coach, but for the most part, he seems to have a, a pretty cordial and friendly and respectful relationship um, with the coaches out there because he's been in the game so long. And I think he understands um, what coaches are going through, whether they're in their first or second year or they're in their 10th or 11th year. I think he understands some of the challenges that coaches face. I think Coach Brown is very much an advocate for the game of college football. And so he likes and respects guys who also like and advocate for college football. Um, and so I do think, uh, for the most part, that is the relationship that is out there with Coach Brown and Coach Dorn and then across the board. Now, of course, you're also going to have, you know, these are guys that recruit against one another. Um, yeah, the, the fans are right here on top of each other. And so there's going to be some of that natural animosity just from the rivalry aspect of it. But I don't think it goes past the game of football necessarily when, when you're feeling that way. And so um, these are two guys that have had a high uh, – uh, Mac Brown's had a Hall of Fame level of success. Dave Doran's done a solid job at NC State and, and always has his team ready to play Carolina. So um, these appear to be, to me, two good head coaches, and uh, I'm sure they'll have their teams ready to go. Again, that's tomorrow night, kickoff at 8 p.m., Carolina and State from Carter-Finley Stadium. Uh it's going to be a good one, and you can listen to it right here on WPTF tomorrow night. And again, this afternoon, Carolina basketball against Arkansas down in the Bahamas. That'll tip off at 1 p.m. right here on WPTF. Jones Angel, play-by-play voice of the Tar Heels. Thanks so much, Jones. Thanks, Rob. Talk to you soon.